human beings by nature, whether we know it or not consciously, we are attracted to organization. Now, what I would like for you guys to do is if you've seen the film Sicario, the first one with Josh Brolin, what you'll find here is that at the end of the first film Sicario, spoiler alert, but it's necessary so I can give an example before I begin this, is that when Josh Brolin's character is explaining to Kate, the other character, that the whole concept behind taking down the cartels is nonsense because as long as the demand is always there from people around the world, the cartels will never really go away. So what is the goal of at least the first film, Sicario? The goal, without the, the character Kate realizing, is that they're trying to create organization within the cartels so that they can minimize the damage and the risk. So the war on drugs was a bunch of BS, and so it essentially explains that the whole idea behind it is to minimize the risk while people are still asking for the demand of the drugs. Now, you might say, Dave, why do you bring this up? Because Operation Sphere is exactly that. It is trying to minimize the risk of the amount of negativity that is occurring in the world. So, what does Sphere stand for? And pardon me, I got some notes here for today's episode just because there's a lot to break down. But Sphere stands for Spiritual Predictive Harnessing of Energies Required for Expansion. Now, you might say, Dave, because we're going to play devil's advocate here. You might say, Dave, that sounds like a ridiculous name. That's a, Who would ever make an operation that stands for that? Well, keep in mind, guys, these are the same people that have Project Janet and start naming operations silly names in case word gets out and things leak to the public. It sounds so ridiculous on the front end that no one's ever going to believe it. These are the same people who did Project Janet, which stands for just another non-existent terminal. So again, some of these operations and projects stand for some very complicated things. Sometimes they don't. So just to play both sides of that. Now, let's jump right into it. So I do have to give credit to Amy Says WTF and the fine gentleman at Aliens and Stuff show. They're absolutely fantastic and they help me sort of put the pieces of the puzzle together here for this episode. So what we first have to look at and what we have to understand is when I speak of rituals, I'm not speaking specifically of rituals where certain animals or humans or what have you are being sacrificed to a higher power. Not exactly. I'm speaking more of the rituals that harness the scientific capabilities behind it that has been suppressed so much by the mainstream media and by the public. Now, I'm not going to jump into it too much, but there is evidence to suggest that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in these types of things to a certain extent. I don't believe he had the full access of level of classification as others did, but he was creating a genetic sort of farm of a superior race, which ironically connects to some certain factions of the Nordics or Tall Whites agendas. But let's put that aside for a moment. One thing I want to mention is that when we take a look at a lot of the reports of UFO crashes, not UFOs that are military, but ones that seem to be more alien or non-terrestrial of this world, what we're going to notice is that a lot of these UFOs, if you dig deep enough, and I'll put the pictures up for you guys right now, tend to have geometric shapes on them. And according to many whistleblowers, Phil Schneider being one of them, and I know I've mentioned Phil Schneider in the last week quite substantially, but it only adds back and supports these proposals. So 
He claimed, along with many others, that these geometric shapes were some type of universal language that other alien species were able to understand if they came in contact with the species none other of their own, right? And so the theory behind this, and you'll understand where I'm connecting it, the theory behind this is that these geometric shapes from these UFOs that have been coming down for thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, talking about ancient civilizations, speaking of the gods coming from above, these geometric shapes may very well have been distorted, not by the extraterrestrials that have been coming from space, but by ancient human civilizations that then interpreted these geometric shapes into harnessing it for their own beliefs of spirituality and religion. Now, was there some type of deceitful agenda by, say, the Nordics or the Anunnaki or what have you? I can't say. I wasn't there, neither were you, so it's very hard to say. But when we look at some of these traditional geometric shapes that have been found on UFO ships and craft, what we're going to find is that a lot of it is similar to that of what is described and what is practiced within the occult. Now, I do want to say, I am not an expert on the occult, and nor do I claim to be, but I do want to mention that these similarities seem like a sort of broken telephone type of style that has been filtered down over time. And so, when we look at this, we also then have to understand that human consciousnesses can harness energies and frequencies far more superior to what we think. And this goes back to what I said at the very beginning of the episode, which is that humans like organization one of the reasons why on a public level modern institution and agencies are trying to suppress us is because they understand that humans by nature are attracted to organization so what do you do when a, a person is attracted to organization but you want to limit their knowledge and limit their absorption of what they know about themselves what do you do you put some type of safety protection lock or some type of formal energetic suppression on them now to simplify that think about children if you have children think about giving your children or your kid an ipad and then you give them the ipad but you put child safety restrictions on it exactly the same thing exactly the same thing now that's not to say that humans are some type of superpower beings but we also have to understand that human beings and our bodies are much more valuable than we think so now we're going to dive into the most important parts of it all let's first start off now please bear with me guys you're going to see how this comes full circle let's first start off with lee lines so according to all that is interesting.com and i quote to those who do believe in lee lines the concept is quite simple lee lines are lines that crisscross around the globe like latitudinal and longitudinal lines that are dotted with monuments and natural landforms and carry along with them rivers of supernatural energy along these lines at the places they intersect there are pockets of concentrated energy that can be harnessed by certain individuals, end quote. Now, it has been known that if your pineal gland and your awakened eye is a little more opened up, it is possible to do. However, for those who don't necessarily subscribe to that theory, let me bring a little bit more of a scientific perspective to this. Bob Lazar mentioned many years ago, but he's been saying this since the 80s, but a, a most recent example would be when he went on the Joe Rogan podcast. And this is accepted by all scientists now. 30, 40 years ago, at least on the public level, scientists, human scientists had thought that gravity was a particle. And I mentioned this in yesterday's episode as well. Gravity is not a particle. It has now been discovered that gravity is a wave. So if gravity is a wave, could it be possible that through the usage of certain electromagnetic frequencies that these gravitational waves may have stronger focal points of energies? And these ancient civilizations understood that. And not only that, but they harnessed th these 
geometric shapes in which they witnessed from these alien craft that came down to teach them how to harness energy through things like the pyramids or Stonehenge or many different places all over the world. And they utilized these geometric shapes to then harness and inhibit and implant into their own version of belief of religion or spirituality. So kind of like a game of broken telephone, you see something that you don't understand but then you keep sticking with it for the rest of your life and you pass it down to your kids and your kids' kids and so on and so forth because you understand the significant attributes to it. It's kind of like, for example, to sum that up, <clears throat> excuse me, it's kind of like dropping a Harley Davidson, all right, into, into, say, the 1500s. They wouldn't know how it worked. They'd probably get it to work, but then they would look at some of the symbols in the craft of that motorcycle, and they would take the Harley-Davidson symbol, and I don't want to say worship it, but they would apply it to some form of belief or spirituality that they want and have. Now, is that a bit of a distortion from the original aspect and the original attribute? A hundred percent. But again, when you have primitive beings such as ancient humans, it's hard to... It's hard to figure out what's what in this world, right? So lead lines are not necessarily anything that are out there, super far-fetched. Nikola Tesla has spoken many times about an energy grid around the world. Allegedly, if you astral project, you will see grids. I don't want to get into that because I've covered that more than enough in the past. Now, the next thing we have to move on to here is we have to understand that regardless if you believe in things like the Illuminati or the protocols of the elders of Zion or the 13 bloodlines or the all these different secret societies, let's call them. A lot of rituals are used, and bear with me here because we're going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit, but a lot of rituals are used not to sacrifice for some negative entity or energy, which may in fact be possible, but that's a bit more of a spiritual aspect. A lot of rituals are used to harness something called adrenochrome. Now, before you guys turn off or switch away and say, oh my gosh, look, Dave's talking about adrenochrome, what bullshit. Please bear with me, guys. I'm going to talk about the realistic aspects, and then I'm going to cover the other side of it, too. So what we have to understand here is that according to Wikipedia, and by the way, Phil Schneider mentioned adrenochrome in a 1995 speech. This was long before anyone thought it was even real. Now, yes, has adrenochrome been manipulated to, I guess we could say, encourage some type of radical proposal that may not be true? Of course, but that's the whole point of predictive programming in PSYOPs. Now, adrenochrome, according to Wikipedia, is a chemical compound with a molecular formula C9H9NO3 produced by the oxidation of adrenaline or epinephrine. The derivative, carbazochrome, is a hemostatic medication. Despite a similarity in chemical names, it is unrelated to chrome or chromium, end quote. Now, just a handful of years ago, people were saying that those who believed in adrenochrome were ridiculous and called crazy. But ironically, notice how it slowly slips up on the back end of the internet very quietly that, oh, no, 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 it's it's there. It's real. We discovered it. So you might then say, what does adrenochrome have to do with something like lee lines or something like ground clouds, which I haven't brought up yet? So when you take a certain gland from the human body, in this case, adrenochrome, you give fuel to things such as zero-point energy. Now, you might say, Dave, hold on. How the hell did you make that connection? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. If we take a look at the CIA Stargate process, or the, sorry, the gateway process, my apologies, documents, what we're going to find here is there is a mention of a particular liquid that is harnessed in order to help fuel such craft. Now, that's not to say that these craft need adrenochrome to run, but it seems like it is a vital component to some species and some of their craft. However, 
we then have to jump to ground clouds. What are ground clouds? Ground clouds, according to newsintact.com, and here's the headline, putting it up for you guys on the screen right now. Mysterious multi-branched upward ground-to-cloud lightning filmed. This isn't the first time this has happened where lightning rods have been seen coming up from under the ground. Now, you might say, Dave, what does this have to do with anything? So, when we read more into the article, we're going to find much more descriptive scenarios of these ground-to-cloud lightning bolts. Normally, lightning comes from above. Everybody knows that. However, when we look and see that these ground clouds are reportedly, according to official reports and eyewitness testimonies, they are occurring at the same areas as where the lee lines uh, allegedly are placed. What we're going to notice is that it is a harnessing of frequential energy. Is it natural? I would dare to say yes. I would dare to say that the magnetic formation of the planet long ago has created a sort of frequency around it, just like a, magne a magnetic pole, pardon me, of other planets. And maybe it might change over time. I am not an expert on that. However, there is a certain part of each aspect of these lee lines that allows these ground clouds to shoot up. Now, is the military harnessing it to weaponize it? Very possibly. With that being said, the only thing that fuels these lee lines allegedly is the adrenochrome. Now, I don't want to sound like some nut job and I do want to explain it as realistically as possible and i want to play devil's advocate but we also have to look at all of the different aspects of it here now here's what happens when adrenochrome is not used and i'll explain this in a second people begin to organize now you might say hold on what does not using adrenochrome have to begin with have to do with organization so when these rituals are conducted and sacrifices are made whether it's by humans, by secret societies, or by extraterrestrials to harness the glands within the human body. When you suppress the levels of adrenochrome within the human body, it has been scientifically proven that your quote-unquote intuition is that of substantially less. Your awareness of your environment decreases. And yes, the human body does produce more. So eventually it comes back up again. But the point is to suppress the amount of adrenochrome in a human's body in order to deteriorate them and make them mentally distorted. Why would you mentally distort them? Because when you distort humans, you cannot organize them. When you cannot organize them, there is no structure. And when there's no structure, there's no resistance to the current powers that be. So do you see how everything is connecting here and how there's sort of a transitional chain effect or some type of ripple effect that occurs here? So we have to look at all of the angles. There is a spiritual aspect. There is a scientific aspect. And on this show, I've been an advocate of explaining that whether it's through the usage of the military or extraterrestrial beings, people who claim to have been visited by interdimensional beings or simply by just ghosts or paranormal um, entities within a different realm, it is the same reoccurring theme, which is that the harnessing of different types of energy allows for the weaponization and destruction of whatever it's targeted at, or it allows for the upbringing and transcendence and ascension. So it comes down to harnessing good and evil, and it's not as black and white as that. But one thing I must say is that according to many of the books I've read on these secret societies, these secret societies are human beings. All right. Now, people think of them as some evil people in the shadows and literally or figuratively or metaphorically, what have you. That's open for interpretation. But the point that I'm trying to make here behind this is that these secret societies understand that sacrificing this adrenochrome for a bigger purpose, whether it's for some type of military weaponization, whether it's for cloning, whether it's for some form of predictive programming, whether it's to keep us suppressed, they understand 
that the quick route to power is negativity. And now you might say, hold on, where did you come up with that? It's a reoccurring theme in life in general. Why is it that it's so hard to make it to the top in any respective field you're trying to do? And it's not easy because life in, in and of itself within the fabric of the core foundational, I guess we can call particles or substances that make up this universe tend to break it down to the most molecular level that positive and negative do in fact attract. So you have to take the good with the bad, the yin and the yang. We've seen this in many different cultures before. I don't need to explain it to you guys. So human beings understand, and these elites, by the way, in these secret societies, they're human just like you and I. They're no smarter than yourself or myself, but they understand that the quick route to power is negativity. I'm not defending them. I'm not saying that they don't want to. I'm not saying they drag their feet. Oh, we got to do some more sacrifices in order to keep everyone divided and suppressed. But what I'm saying here is that when you suppress the pineal gland of the human body, you suppress them mentally. When you suppress them mentally, you enslave them physically. When you enslave them physically, there's no control after that. There's no control of themselves. But guess what? The people at the top can't control it. So the problem with humans, particularly with us, even now, even back then, was that greed and ego have always gotten in the way. And granted, nobody's perfect. I understand that. But greed, power, ego, money, the whole thing has always gotten in the way. So the way these secret societies view it, from my understanding, and I could be wrong, but the way they view it is that, listen, we got to sacrifice and suppress these people in order for us to maintain control, because if we don't, then we're going to lose that control. Now, the next thing comes to mind, which is that why the heck are you mentioning adrenochrome so much in an instance where it seems like if you just sacrifice the, the and, and or take the adrenochrome out of this individual or you literally murder them, the problem is solved. Well, it needs to be done on a mass scale. And this connects directly with the lead lines because it is much easier to extract adrenochrome from a human body when you are closer to that of the frequential energy and power sources of these alleged Lee lines. And so at the end of the day, before I finish this off, I want you guys to take all of this into consideration. The geometric symbolisms on the UFO discs, not the military ones, but the ones that we've seen through ancient scriptures, hieroglyphs, you name it. I guess we could call it folklore, which may or may not be true, may be slightly distorted. But again, those same shapes reoccurring in that of different types of secret societies and occults. The admission, the quiet but explicit admission of adrenochrome actually being a real thing within the human body, something Phil Schneider mentioned 25 years ago and was laughed at for, again, proven to be true. The ground clouds, the weaponization of harnessing energy. Now, again, you might say, okay, the lightning bolts have nothing to do with this, but a lot of things occur where lead lines are placed or naturally placed. Again, I mentioned this in a previous episode as well. Negotiations for the United Nations and the World Health Organization and the G20 and all those large groups, the Bilderberg groups, all take place coincidentally near very significant lead lines. Again, so I know this is extremely confusing, but if you guys can just bear with me and if you got to rewatch the episode to kind of understand it, I don't blame you. So please let me know what you guys think. There's a lot to break down here, but it comes down to minimizing the risk. And if these secret societies understand that harnessing negativity will create more power for them personally in order for this current structure to stay in place, the system of the world politically then I guess that's how it's going to be and that's how they want it to be. So please let me know what you guys think and we will catch you next time. Thank you very much.